from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Joe Giglio goes to Asheville once, has one sip of craft beer, and my dude's already back in Raleigh rocking official brewery flannel merch. Look at you, Joe. I knew you would like this. Look at and, you. And I want to just point out that you would have lost the bet if you were so inclined. Yeah. Of what I would buy at the brewery. Would it be a hoodie? Yeah, I figured a hoodie. A t-shirt or this very sweet. No, you're a hoodie blue guy. Blue and orange. Yeah. Flannel from yeah. Highwire. You can give him a little shout. Yeah, no, shout out to uh shout out to Bobby Richardson, uh who's a frequent guest on the 919 Beer podcast. Uh he's with Highwire. He drives all over the all over the state. Uh, and I uh, he's never brought merch like that. He brings me beer, but he's never brought me a flannel like that. I'm a little jealous. But, um, yeah, I would have had you pegged for a hoodie. Yeah. Totally a hoodie because you're a hoodie guy. Proud of you, man. Thank you. Proud of you. Thank what's, you. What's, what's next? you got to grow your beard out bigger, though. If That's the other thing about you go to Asheville once. The beard has to grow, grow now. Just let it go. Stop shaving. I can't do that. Why not? I did miss a lot of angst, though, this weekend, didn't I? What kind of angst? Four days, and now the Canes are eh, it's the end of no, the world. It's and not. No. State's going to miss the tournament. No. And the ACC is terrible. You need to log off. You need to log what off. What is going on? What did I miss? I think you need to log off. Okay. I, and, and I would say log off and touch grass, which is exactly what you did out in Asheville. But now that you've re-entered the sports orbit, you know my feelings on this. We tend to... Uh, one of the biggest problems with sports media today is that we go to Twitter for some sort of fan sentiment, and that's not a good place to get true fan sentiment. You're usually going to get your biggest complainers, your biggest freakouts on social media. So I'm not, uh, I'm not going to get too wrapped up in the "woe is me" attitude. Because on the flip side of that, North Carolina has one good half of basketball against Virginia, and they're back. Hey, man, they needed that. They played like they needed it. Yeah. Pete Nance getting it done. Those yellow Oreos. Who knew? Appar the lemon Oreos was the whole secret. Apparently, the lemon Oreos were the secret. We'll actually start. Let's actually start with North Carolina from Saturday. And for me in the in the in the Tar Heels, it's keep doing it. Stack this. Be consistent. Because they were fortunate to leave Notre Dame with a win, having one of their worst shooting performances. What we saw in the second half against Virginia, where the, the Cavaliers started that half with a 7-0 run, they went back to shooting more like they have been. And I understand that once you get to the NCAA tournament, it's a random chaos generator and matchups do matter. But you're gonna see you're gonna see teams that will make you pay for your missed shots. You're gonna see teams that can't out rebound you or who can out rebound you, yeah. like what happened against Notre Dame, where they can't rebound for I wouldn't Anything. get yeah. I wouldn't get too bogged in down in that because Virginia plays such a different style. But I would that. just say to you that North Carolina has had problems with Virginia mm -hmm. over the last ten years, and for them to beat them in a game that they absolutely had to have, that's a that's a great sign for Hubert Davis. And give credit to Hubert Davis. The the Lemon Oreos, whatever he did, he didn't give up on Pete Nance, mm -hmm. and that would have been the easy thing to do for real. For real, for real, for real. I said it on this program last week. Nance's struggles are a big part of North Carolina's struggles. Mm -hmm. So he knows that he has to unlock him. And to get the game out of him that he did, that's big time, man. That And when, when you and I have these nebulous conversations, well, what's good coaching? I'll tell you what. 
Get in the guy, whatever gets him going, legal, get him going yeah. because that's what they needed out I'm, of him. I'm actually shocked that Pete Nance doesn't have an Oreos NIL deal right now after the, the success of the Lemon Oreos. Oreos. Here is Hubert Davis, North Carolina head coach, with his conversation with Nance about Oreos. This week, Pete stopped by the office and we started talking about cookies and I asked him, do you like crumble cookies or insomnia? He said, like crumble cookies. I said, well, I like insomnia cookies. And I told him the best type of cookies that I like. And I asked him, what is your favorite cookie? He said, a lemon Oreo. I said, I've never heard of that before. I said, I've heard of Oreo cookies. I've never heard of a lemon Oreo cookie. And I said, he said, just go to the grocery store. So okay. So I'm going to Harris Teeter right after practice. I'm going to go look for the lemon Oreo. And I said, if I can't find it, I said, we're going to get in a brawl. <laughs> and he said, fine. And so I went into Harris Teeter, and there they were. And so after every uh, at home, every uh, pregame meal, he goes up to my office and takes a nap on my couch. And so when he went in there, I had the Oreo cookies laying down. And so right after the game, I walked into the locker room. I said, guys, you have no idea what allowed us to be pretty good today. <laughs> and he went into the locker and threw the Orioles. He didn't eat it yet and threw it right there um, on the ground. And then Coach May said, you got to go to Harris Teeter today. So as soon as I leave you guys, I'm going to Harris Teeter. Get some more lemon Oreos, man. That's what it's about. I mean, people were laughing, and I get that part of it. No, but, but you're for right. real, mm -hmm. he was a net negative mm -hmm. against Duke. He was a net negative against State. You can't have that when you're a guy who only plays five guys as it is. So you got to try to solve some of your problems. And good for him. I'm telling you, man, that ain't easy to do. It's not. It is not easy to do. It's also not easy to be extremely offline the way that Hubert Davis oh, is. Yes. Hubert, Hubert Davis says, and Kevin Keats, they're the same way. I've not heard of Lemon Oreos. Tell me you're not on social media without telling me oh, is that you're a thing not now? on social media. I, honestly, when he said oh, it, dude. I was like, okay, I, I don't even know Oreo made lemons. Dude, I any, knew they made like a, rever a reverse. The, the point is that Oreo comes out with a new flavor and the internet usually oh, okay. loses it, is what I'm saying. Got you. And they'll come out with, you know, yeah, double birthday stuff. cake. Yeah. The birthday cake they'll do this they'll do that and then people like lose their minds about they've gone too far candy corn oreos what they've lost their minds tell me hubert davis doesn't get online wait they make lemon oreos what i know oreos they make other kinds of oreos yeah good for and good for hubert davis uh you don't have to be extremely online like us you mentioned kevin keats nc state's head coach really had he had nothing N nothing for how they got worked by clemson and this is twice now that the Tigers have beaten up on the Wolfpack. And I will say this about NC State. Yes, they don't get too high. They don't get too low. Uh, they usually do a good job of bouncing back. I get all that stuff. But if they're going to go far in Greensboro for the ACC tournament, because we now know that they're not going to get into the double bye, or if they're going to put together some sort of NCAA tournament run, their defense has to be consistently better than it's been. It has to, because... They, the difference between the Wake Forest game and the Clemson game is twofold. One, they made shots to counter Wake Forest, which they couldn't against Clemson, and then they actually applied pressure and defense on the Deben Deacons. That wasn't really there against the Tigers. Yeah, their styles make fights, and there's certain teams, whatever it is, Brad Brownell, the way that they play, just like Carolina struggles with Virginia, yeah. NC State can't beat Brad Brownell. And when, when Clemson fans talk about, oh, maybe we should fire Brad Brownell, I wonder, like, <laughs> do you ever watch them play State? Because they beat State all the time, uh -huh. like a drum. Um, now, that being said, you're absolutely right about NC State's defense. There isn't a planet where Clemson and that lineup Come on. should be scoring 96 points in a regulation game. Yeah. Um, in the first half in particular, 
that was something else. The game 54 was, points, 80% from the three-point line. Like, that can't happen. Yeah. The problem for Kevin on that one is the way that they played defense against Wake, it was the, how they started the game the same exact way. Mm-hmm. The Wake win by playing that way and get away with it should have been the wake up. Instead, now they get this game. I suspect they'll play better yeah. in Durham again. Styles make fights. Now, don't forget, Durham's gonna, Duke's going to get a little rock action with them too. So this isn't going to be one of those pretty games where you're waiting for Jason Tatum or Brandon Ingram to, to dot you. No, no, no. This is going to be let's push them up and rough them up. That's how Duke's been playing, and Duke is also vastly different from where they were at NC State. First time I saw him. Oh, this is a classic running back, man. Yeah, this is classic. And and this gets to a larger conversation we've had about the ACC. It's just that we don't really have the metrics to show team improvement. You've had to watch these games to get a better sense of who's actually running hot and who's falling back down to earth. Virginia's falling back down to earth a little bit. Clemson has fallen back down to earth a little bit. You got to let me get one shot in there. Miami continues to be good. (laughs) Virginia's terrible. Okay. That's all there is to it. Yeah. The second time you see them, they get in trouble. Yeah. That's been the pattern under him. Mm-hmm. He, This will dovetail into the Canes. You want, you want to dominate the regular season? Tony Bennett is your guy. Of course. You want to play the Gary Williams death rules? Dude, I wouldn't pick Tony Bennett. I would pick you over Tony <laughs> Bennett. I, he, I'm telling you, the calendar gets this late, and it's just like, uh, where's Tyrone Jerome? Uh, where's Kyle Guy? Uh, where's DeAndre Hunter? Uh, I can't there. really win without them they, unless I'm at home yeah. where people are like taking their pants off over a shot clock violation. By the way, this team isn't even that good on defense. So I'm here with Coach Pete from Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, tell us about your extended warranty. When you talk about retirement planning, what does that warranty yeah. mean? You have these lump sums in your 401ks, big balances. You get to retirement, though, and how do you know that money's going to last the rest of your life? We do that. We put together the extended warranty income plans, turning your lump sums into real lifetime retirement plans. The next 10 people will do it at no cost or obligation. Give them a call, Capital Financial Advisory Group, 800-691-3215, or you can just text my name tim to 600 700 make sure they know we sent you nobody seems to understand the construction of net the sorting tool that the ncaa has been using the last couple of years they're not the only metric that people will point to to show you the strength and weaknesses of college basketball you'll hear us reference ken palm that's put together by a statistician by the name of ken pomeroy he's been doing it for a very long time ken palm numbers are predictive measures in the same way that ESPN uses their own BPI and various other things. You also have free Ken Palm, Bart Torvik. He's got his own efficiency numbers that he'll use, and all that stuff is readily available for you to understand. That's the key to Bart Torvik and Ken Pomeroy. They'll tell you what the math is. They'll tell you how it works. You know who doesn't tell you how it works? The NCAA with net. Uh, We talked to John Shire last week, Duke head basketball coach, and he said that this offseason – He's planning on doing a deep dive to understand how net works. And I told him, well, when you, when you figure it out, come back on the show and explain it to us like we're five. We talked to Steve Forbes, Wake Forest head coach, who also has been trying to understand what's going on. And best I can tell, Joe, best I can tell is something that I go back to last year with Mike Krzyzewski at his farewell tour said the most, to me, pointed thing about net and its flaws it really does crystallize how your conference will be viewed in November and December based on a good chunk of your non-conference play. And if you had a not-so-hot November and December, 
well, then those bad numbers will simply feed into your conference play, which then gets to another issue with the ACC, and that is unbalanced conference slates. The Big 12 has the double whammy in that they had a good non-conference November and December, helped set the table for their season, and now, because they've got 10 teams in the Big 12, round-robin their way into having great numbers. Uh, Chris, who does Dat Gum Box Scores as a newsletter, he pointed out that the Big 12, like 85% of their games have been quad one opportunities. How? How? 85% of your games are that? Well, again, it sets into the into the good numbers. Now, the Big 10 does not have a round robin, and yet how they started their season in November and December has helped feed into their numbers this year, and this is where we get to Ohio State. Ohio State is terrible. Terrible. And yet, every time a team in the Big Ten goes to Ohio State, it's like a Super Mario Brothers question block, and it keeps spitting out one-ups for you to help out your overall net, even though going to Ohio State at this point in time shouldn't get you anything, but it still does. Heck, up until a few weeks ago, Ohio State, with a bad record, like a terrible January, was still viewed as a pretty decent win for North Carolina. I'm like, how? That's not a good team. And yet, that's what net continues to spit out. So, Joe, the ACC's got the double whammy. One, they didn't do a good job in November and and December. And then they've got unbalanced conference play, which leads me to this conclusion. The ACC needs to play a round robin in basketball again, meaning they got to play 28 games instead of the current 20 games. Give me all the round robin, and I bet you the numbers might be a little bit different. I don't know. Here's an idea. Okay. Okay. You mentioned the Big 12. Yes. Iowa State. Okay. Right now in the league, in the Big 12, Iowa State is is in the middle of the road, right? Not that great. You know what they did out of the league? Beat Villanova, beat Carolina, beat, and then in the league they beat Baylor. Mm -hmm. Guess what? They're beating good teams, Mm -hmm. particularly out of the league. They also played... Uh, Connecticut. Played some neutral site games, didn't play a ton of games on the road. That's Iowa State. Oklahoma, who's in last place, 4-12, and out of the league, beat Seton Hall. That's that's not terrible. Florida, pretty good. Here comes the killer. They beat Alabama like it was their job. They beat them Alabama by 24 points. So one thing the ACC should actually do, that Alabama-Oklahoma game was part of the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Those games are played in the middle of the schedule. Those games help to get you out of the league and go pick up something else. Number one, the ACC needs to do that. Whether it's with the SEC or the Big 12 next year, whatever the ESPN property is, they need to do it. My guess is it'll be the SEC. They need to do that. That's number one that is actually plausible. Mm -hmm. They're not playing 28 league games, Joe. Number two. Why not? Number two. Hey, I don't know. Maybe win the games you could win. Like, I don't really want to be well actually guy right now. I don't even want to be state grad right now. But if you want to point the finger at one team right now, you're Steve Forbes, you're Brad Brownell, you're Jeff Capel. All of them probably would point the finger at Carolina. But (laughs) (laughs) if you're any of them, you know who you're mad at? Oh, hey. Carolina, you're preseason number one, mm-hmm. so your non-conference schedule is set up in such a way that you're playing marquee matchup games. Hey, Carolina, maybe not lose to Iowa State, who's a middle-of-the-road Big 12 team. Yeah. Okay? I'm not, I am not. I can't explain to you all of the math to either Ken Palm or the net, but I know this. When 
Iowa State beats Carolina, then every team who beats Iowa State then is basically given credit for beating Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's how this works. You know what Carolina did this weekend? They beat the one team they needed to beat because Virginia beat Baylor. Virginia beat Illinois, I think, out of the league as well. So for all these ACC teams on the bubble, the only team that offered you any hope was Virginia because they were the ones who did their jobs out of the league. Carolina losing to Iowa State was a killer. Carolina not beating Alabama in a four-overtime game was a killer. All of these net numbers look a whole lot different for Wake Forest and for NC State and for Duke and for anyone else who's beaten Pitt. Pitt, we're still talking. Pitt's in first freaking place in the ACC, and we're talking about them like, well, maybe they'll get in. Yeah, maybe. And it's like, huh? Clemson's in the same boat, by the way. But now Pitt, why don't you blame Pitt, Julio? Well, look at Pitt's non-conference schedule. They did not have the opportunities that Carolina had. Mm -hmm. You know what Pitt did out of the league, though? Capel beat his boy, Chris Collins. Northwestern's one of the best 20 teams in the country right now. Mm-hmm. No doubt. So you you have to win games. As yeah. Mark Gottfried, bracketologist extraordinaire, once said, no, not my juices. In addition to my juices flow all the time, every team who makes the tournament has to play their way into the tournament. So you want a free pass for whatever? No. Nobody gets a free pass. And you want to yell at Carolina for for playing poorly early in the season? Go right ahead Mm -hmm. because they're the biggest problem right now. To your point about Virginia, yeah, they did beat Baylor. They did beat Illinois. You can even throw in Michigan Mm -hmm. as a good win for the Cavaliers. Of course, they're starting to trail off, which will close the conversation like this. I... Unlike college football where there's only so many data points you can use... The NCAA tournament gives you a bazillion data points over the course of a season. But the one thing we have to recognize, and the one thing I wish we'd get back to, is at least acknowledging or crediting teams for playing better basketball as the season progresses. You have to be in some shape or form rewarded for, are you a tournament team? Well, maybe we weren't back in November and December, but who is? And a team can come around and start pl- and there's all sorts of dynamics for that transfers freshmen etc right so i don't like this idea that you're cast as this particular team at the beginning of the year when we don't know anything about you and you're really leaving it open to all sorts of randomness so i would actually start to put some value back on are you a tournament team now do you look like a squad that can win a couple of games i mean look look at kentucky kentucky is one of these teams that was left for dead however long ago it was, and now they look to be kind of getting with the program. And there's a bunch of reasons why that's the case. I'll tell you what, to get back to Duke, the way Duke's playing right now, there's there's all sorts of ways you can explain why Duke was where it was two months ago. They certainly look like a better team now. It helps that you have all your players, and they're all playing together now. What a concept. So to your point, yeah, winning, what a concept. Also, teams improve. How do you measure that? And right now, that's the biggest flaw that I have with net. There's no real good way to measure if you've improved over time because, well, you are at the you you basically are left to other teams helping determine that. Before we go, you mentioned Campom at the start, yeah. And the NCAA has included in the net efficiency numbers. Yeah. If you just look at the Campom efficiency numbers for adjusted offense and adjusted defense, the ACC has two teams in the top thirty 
in offense and one team in the top 30 in defense. So the efficiency numbers are hurting the ACC yeah. as well. It's not just the scheduling. It's not just what these top teams have done out of the league. They haven't the teams, the good teams haven't even been efficient in doing what they're doing. Are you struggling to get a good night's sleep? Look no further than Parkway Sleep. For 20 years, we have been your locally owned and operated sleep center. I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Did you know that people are waiting a staggering six to eight months for a sleep study at other sleep labs? At Parkway, we understand the importance of your sleep needs. That's why we offer openings within weeks, not months, saving you time. Don't let sleepless nights take over your life. Visit us today at parkwaysleep.com. Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Sound sleep, sound health. 